Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey, everyone. Pastor David here with Liz Jones and Pastor Bob Wilk. Good to be here. Today, I have set (laughs) apart a special subject for us, Uh, consecration. Oh, yeah. So what do I mean when I say this big word, this theological word? I could almost say it weird, like consecration. Okay. If I say that word, what do I mean by that? I think that you mean to be as religious as possible oh, and very legalistic. I always mean that. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't. Is that what you, what think? Do you mean? Uh, <laughs> I have no thoughts what is on it, this. What does it mean? <laughs> you have no thoughts. You have all your thoughts written down. I have thoughts written down? Well, apparently. No. Oh, you don't? oh your, these aren't something else. Your hot this, hands. This, is sho- <laughs> this, is, this is a shopping list. <laughs> oh, okay. Pick up okay. two rolls of consecration. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what does it mean? What's the no word? help to the what, I, Yeah, I ain't getting no help. So, should I answer my consecrated own question? to I be think set you apart to be yeah, designated for special use? That's different oh. than ordinary things. It's not common. Okay, nice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, how fast do you want to get into this? I mean, I don't Go know. For it. Just jumping in. Tell All me about the way it. both feet. What What well, comes what to else, your mind when, when I say when it? When do you ever like just saunter in? Well, I believe that consecration is something you jump into. Like it, it requires you to do it. Mm. I don't believe that God necessarily always does all the consecrating. I think sometimes that's a kind of a misnomer. People are waiting for God to separate me. Now I realize God can separate people unto Himself and all that stuff, but I believe there's a there's a, a something on us. Like God, there has to be a response to the separation mm-hmm. or to God's. Uh, you know, wanting to separate you. So there's yeah. something that goes on there. And, they, and then it also starts to relate to other things, which we can cover later. But I believe that uh, there, there's, uh, it's on us. Like, we, like everything else, we can receive anything or reject anything. Mm-hmm. And we can reject our uh, consecration. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a rough one, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God set you apart and you said no. Yeah. Well, I think that it is a partnership. Right. I mean, there's the you can't consecrate yourself in your own by your own merit, by your own ability, your own goodness. But um, so there is an aspect that only Holy Spirit can empower you to do. Mm -hmm. And so there is a receiving Mm -hmm. of that. But like you were saying, there's a there's an apprehending of that. Also, there's a a keeping of yourself. There's a, a, a position of your life that you understand that you're called to consecration. You're called right. to be set apart. You're designated for something that's not ordinary. You're designated kind of, yeah. for something and you purposed for something. It's like yeah. Paul you know? talked about, you know, you mentioned that word, mm-hmm. I apprehend that which I was apprehended for. Yeah. So there's got to be this uh, uh, joining in with yeah. God to this mm-hmm. or else it's all one-sided and God does it all and you do nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would say God consecrating us or sanctifying us because it's really the, the same word. Um, that is initiative. God's doing that. He's starting the ball rolling. Um, and he's even by the Holy Spirit giving us desires for holiness, yeah. desires for him. And yet he commands us, like in Leviticus 20, verse 7, there's a clear command that says, consecrate yourselves and be holy, for I am holy. And our our consecration is response. Mm-hmm. His consecration is initiative. Mm-hmm. Ours is always response. We cannot initiate a path that's going to make us holy right. apart from the Holy Spirit. But we always need to respond. And we need to make decisions, like Pastor Bob 
said. You can't just be like, oh, I'm waiting for me to just, for my, my soul to just spill over with so much love and so much, um, you know, loftiness of mind that all of a sudden I'm going to be holy and set apart to God. You actually need to start setting apart your life yeah, and putting your life on the altar in a sense. We're using religious terms, but taking things that were common and were for secular use and making them for sacred use, spiritual use, mm-hmm. right? So I, I just wanted to draw that distinction. Like, I think a helpful scripture is Jesus said in John 10, I am he whom the father consecrated and sent into the world. The father mm-hmm. consecrated him. And yet in John 17, he says, for my people's sake, I consecrate myself mm-hmm. so that they would be consecrated. Yeah. Well, that covers almost every, like if you combine those mm-hmm. scriptures, you think, wow, God consecrated his people. And so he's calling us to respond, to set our lives apart for mm-hmm. holiness for the sake of others setting their right. lives apart right. <laughs> for holiness. And I think that's the key is that consecration um, to me always speaks of purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's not just to be holy just for the sake of being holy or being mm-hmm. better than anyone else or being some you know super religious person. But understanding that when um, you know it's, it's easy, like a natural example, like there were things that were consecrated for use in the temple. Mm-hmm. They were consecrated for a purpose. They yeah. were consecrated and anointed and set apart yeah. for a specific purpose. And like Jesus said, you know, I'm consecrated for the sake of someone else. I'm consecrated for a purpose. I'm set apart not to be better, not to be above them, not to um, live in some sacred space where it's me and God and no one else can come in, but I'm consecrated and I consecrate myself because Mm -hmm. I understand my life has a purpose. I understand my God created me intentionally with... um, uh, forward motion with things that I'm supposed to accomplish in the earth or for people that I'm supposed to reach for right. things that he wants to do for his eternal purposes. So yeah. I think that really helps when you're talking about consecration is understanding that it's not um, a, a religious attainment. It is actually a very um, functional, purposeful, yeah. fulfilling thing, actually. Yeah. You know, um, one thing I, I've heard, you both mentioned it just kind of in passing, but the, you brought together consecration and holy. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, they aren't really the same. Uh, they have a similar, um, they share some similar things, mm-hmm. let's put it this way. But to me, consecration, and I believe it, if you look at it scripturally too, it, there's, a, there's a, a putting on or a sep- separating, like you said, setting apart. But I actually believe that holy is somewhat significantly different in consecrated because the putting on is what happens during consecration. Like, you know, Aaron was, you know, set apart, if you will. The holy is actually something that comes from within, from us. It's a, almost like a fruit to God. Um, so we, uh, uh, holiness, obviously, is through whole God, right? Because we're made. <laughs> and it's like he's supplied it all. We didn't. We didn't supply the holy. I get that, but that it, it's actually something that we are bringing through us, through our lives, through our uh, faith, through our action, and presenting to God. Whereas, so he set us apart for this, and what did he set us apart for? So that we would bring forward, some, show his, show him, show be holy like our Father in heaven, perfect like he's in is. There's this uh, revealing of God in us and through us that happens in the process of holiness, if you will. I think about what you're saying as like a sponge. So like you, in order for a sponge, <laughs> good, yeah. in order for a sponge to get filled with water, it first has to get put in water. 
Yeah. But the water will come and infuse the sponge. Mm -hmm. And so in theological terms, there's like the positional sanctification versus Mm -hmm. the practical. So yeah, consecrating could be setting the sponge in the water, putting your life apart for Mm -hmm. God, just as he has put it aside. And then over time, it's going to get infused and filled with actual holiness, practical holiness. And, but I think people can be encouraged because you can start by just designating and dedicating your life to the Lord Absolutely. as a response and then allowing his holiness, as you said, to actually soak in and to actually uh, fill them. I think, you know, that yeah. might be a good and I think that's a big part of it that. is that you're actually, uh, like you said earlier, designating your, it, it's, it's uh, bringing your life to God, um, you know, setting it apart for him. And then in that process, seeing what happens yeah. in and through you. And it's not just us, right? It's not like mm-hmm. I generated it all in my holiness. No, no, no it's not It's right. not that at all. I hope nobody gets the wrong idea, but mm-hmm. it's actually uh, showing what's happening. That's why, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, God gives us gifts, but he's looking for fruit in our lives. Right. So he gives us things. And I think, uh, I think actually a consecration is kind of a gift <laughs> from God in some ways. And he's set us apart. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. He's called us to this thing. Mm-hmm. And then, what we do with it and how it manifests in our lives actually brings out from our lives mm-hmm. a, a sweet-smelling savior, a flavor to God, a, mm-hmm. um, that he's seeing, you know, he's looking and he's seeing us in him. Right. You well, know? I get, yeah. And it's I, kind I of strange, think, but no, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> I'm tracking with you. Yeah, I think yeah. that uh, to say con- consecration is not the goal. Consecration right. is the method. It's yes, right? it gets it, you there. Yeah, yeah and yeah. yeah, and it really helps me to think about like in mm-hmm. natural, like okay, if a if a cup is consecrated for use in the mm-hmm. temple, it's not just so it can sit there and be like a car, a cup that's mm-hmm. set apart, so it can be filled, right? Yes. So it can be yeah. and, and poured out and administered. Yeah, yes, yeah. pouring out. Yeah. And whoever touches the cup becomes holy. Yeah, <laughs> whatever touches the consecrated item becomes holy itself. Right, even if it is profane. That's an interesting concept. It's yeah. way too crazy. <laughs> it's true. Think about Jesus touching the leper. Uh-huh. He wasn't made unclean. Right. He made the leper clean. Well, think about Jesus. Because he was the ultimate consecrated one. Think about Jesus touching us. Mm-hmm. Right. I was us pretty lepers. dirty. I was pretty dirty. Oh, we were, yeah, <laughs> we were pretty leprous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, sang, I sang Madonna in the last podcast, so I'm, I'm about as really dirty as it gets. You need to touch so. Jesus right yeah, now. You need to <laughs> repent. <laughs> you can repent right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be holy. Yes. Um, but yeah, what are some other motivations for, like you said, um, consecration is the method to the goal. What's the mm-hmm. goal when you said that? To me, it's always... Um, intimacy with Jesus. That's mm-hmm. always the goal, um, is in all of its forms, in, intimacy with Jesus, the head intimacy with Jesus, the mm-hmm. body, you know, yeah, that there's yeah. a consecration, the method, the um, process of that, the, um, commitment to it, I think really, um, separates you and separates things from you mm. that come between you and him. Mm. And, um, so I think that's why it's such a beautiful invitation. It's not about, I have to deny myself this and I can't touch that. I'm not allowed to do this and I'm not allowed to do that. It's like all of these things that keep me from him. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm coming close to him and there's all this baggage in the way and consecration allows me to clear all of that away so that there's nothing in between me and him. That's That's how I view it. Yeah. It separates the little things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What would be some practical examples of how you guys have consecrated yourselves because it's like, Hey, these things get in the way. What were some of those things? 
Yeah. And just throw them out. Let's make it real for people. Like instead of saying, yeah, you Pastor must Bob, consecrate thyself. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're looking at a real work in progress. <laughs> yes, yeah. Pretty consecrated. Like to say I'm totally consecrated. That's not the case. <laughs> it would be true about that. You were born um, a Hebrew, so you're already uh, automatically yeah, I'm already, consecrated. I'm already holy, right? And every every male that opens the womb is holy. Yeah, so already. Am I. So I got we got things going. Yeah. You know, we lost all the I'm ladies still in working this process. On that. Yeah, yeah, Jesus has a lot work. more to do with us women. Uh, I actually shared with a, with a lady at a, a Jewish synagogue. We were doing this event with our church in a synagogue and explained the gospel. And the lady said, "Wow, that was so right. Like, I can't. I see it. It makes total sense. You need Jesus because you're separated. He's the Passover Lamb. He's the only way you could ever be holy with God." I was like, "Yeah. Well, do you need that too?" She's like, "Well, no. I'm Jewish." Mm. <laughs> It, yeah. was, it was crazy. It was yeah. like, wow. It's like, wow. Okay. Well, the so veil. is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mama Came mia. Well, okay, I'm saying so that's a real like, thing. That was, it sounded like a joke, but that's a real belief no, that, real that people is. have. What yeah. consecrates us? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, to answer your question, I think that consecration, um, yes, it deals with things of the spirit and the soul, but also so many natural things. I think that so much of really being set apart comes down to things like what I would give my time to, what do I give my attention to? What do I give my affection to? Mm-hmm. Um, and if those things are leading me toward Jesus or drawing me away or just keeping that kind of barrier mm-hmm. in between. So for me, things like consecration, there's things I don't um, do, yeah. obviously. Like I just don't give my – my lifestyle doesn't involve those things. That's just not even a – um, an option for me. And if I want to be in close relationship with Jesus and with his people. So there's just very practical things. There's things I don't watch or listen to because it's not, um, conducive to that relationship. Again, um, Mm. my heart is very easily drawn away (laughs) by, um, things that I, um, absorb like images and sound, you know, all of that. And so it's really easy actually for me to just get pulled off, like my attention, my focus, everything kind of an obsessive person. So I just kind of like get off into this place, you know? And so I'd be very, actually I'd be very careful what I start because if I start like, Oh, you should watch this series. I'm like, if I start that, that's like 13 seasons that I will be, be gone. You gotta get, you can get that done in like a month. (laughs) You can watch no, that. No, but like really, there's things that I'm like, I can't even, I can't even start that because it will completely draw my attention away, and I will lose that time with him. I'll lose the focus on him. I'll lose totally. the that in closeness that I've um, endeavored to have in my life. You know, so yeah. I don't know. Some of those are just. It's awesome. Simple yeah, examples, I, think it, I guess. Yeah, it, uh, the thing, some of those things, obviously, we all have to consecrate ourselves for mm-hmm. and and separate ourselves from, uh, and sometimes we're successful at that. Sometimes we're not Mm -hmm. if we're being true. I think there's also a consecration that happens in our natural lives. Like for some people Mm -hmm. listening out there, you know, they're not holy like the three of us. Um, (laughs) uh, Well, like the two of you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, like Liz. uh, I'm just sitting in heaven right now. I don't know what you're talking. I don't know what you're doing. Somebody's (laughs) holy in this group. But, um, you know, but like, one of the things is, you know, I'm just get down to it. Like, yeah. you know, I do, you know, I, besides being a pastor, I actually work. Do you? <laughs> oh, you do real work, not church work? Yeah, real work, work not okay. just church work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that like being church famous and not really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That whole thing. But the, um, in my work, I, uh, have consecrated it to be the Lord's mm. and to, uh, honor people 
to be trustworthy, to be reliable whenever yeah. possible. Sometimes yeah. that doesn't happen the way I'd like it to be, you know, fully. Um, but I think people, the tangible component of this is how people are in their life. Do yeah. they consecrate their life, not just to keep them separated from bad input, mm -hmm. but consecrate their lives to output right. things that are really godly mm -hmm. that they, you know, it, it relates to their testimony. It relates to how people see God through them. And that, that part I think does more damage for Christianity or for yeah. the possibility of people coming to God than anything else. Because, you know, you have people who say they are a Christian, but then they deal unrighteously they untruthful, they, you know, it's like, wow, you guys are more like the world than <laughs> Christian people. Yeah. And you and you actually, it's okay with you somehow. Mm -hmm. Somehow that's okay. And so to me, um, consecration is a very interesting thing. And I think it's a very personal thing. And I believe that God calls us um, incrementally to different parts of consecration. I'd love yes. to say it was, you know, Almost 50 years ago, God consecrated my life, and there it is, <laughs> done, completely done. Right. No, I believe what he started then and the parts that I accepted then, he's, be, he's working through, and sometimes he, he all of a sudden there's another thing. He says, no, I want this right. to be separated in your life. And you're like, oh, that one's going to be rough. See, yeah. a lot of times it's just easier to walk around saying with a Christian label, going, I'm a Christian, mm -hmm. and then just refusing to continue to consecrate yourself. So right. I believe consecration is actually not a one-time event. Mm -hmm. I believe it's actually a process that happens in our lives. And absolute yeah. surrender. I was going to say too, I think it's also, it is that incremental revelation of my life is not my own, mm. that <laughs> I am consecrated for someone else's mm -hmm. use to use as he wants to, <sighs> to fill up and have me pour out wherever he thinks it's good. And, um, so I, I do think yeah, I agree completely that it's an it's a thing that we're always coming to that next. Okay. Yeah. My, yes, Lord, my life is not my own. You know, you start out that way, but then you, you hit the next place and he's like, and now this, like, will you, will you die? Like, right. will, will you, you separate he, will this you, part? Yeah, yeah. Will you, will you really walk in a way where you don't have a right to your life. You don't have a right to decide how and who you're going to pour out to. It's whatever his purpose seems good to him. That's actually what you're consecrated for, is for his purpose and not your own. And that's something that we all uh, hit the wall yeah. with us. And, you know, a lot of times. Every, everybody hits the wall there. Yeah. Uh, and, and ministries hit the wall there. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, we're all just people, mm -hmm. you know, and you get that call at, 10 30 at night and they're like i need help now can you come here and you're like uh, <laughs> yeah really <laughs> why don't you call liz <laughs> that is true you can pick somebody else that you think would minister to them better <laughs> put your put your consecration I'm on really them not qualified uh, to that's greater than yes <laughs> There's a reality of that in ministry too, yeah. like I said, but I believe it's actually in all parts of life. Yeah. And then, you know, people who are fathers and mothers and mm. sisters and brothers, are they willing to consecrate a component of their life for someone else? Yeah. Like well, Paul yeah. said, right? Like if meat offends you, I just won't eat it. Right. And, and that's a rough one because now we're going to get yeah. into the stuff that like, wait, 
Consecration. No, consecration. I can do all things. <laughs> you yeah, know, their weakness shouldn't it? restrict me. Shouldn't restrict me at yeah. all. And that's a consecrated component of life. That's rough mm -hmm. because by all natural thinking, it doesn't make sense. Right. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Right. right. And so if you, this is the thing about consecration is obviously repentance is saying I'm done with the sinful stuff. Mm -hmm. I believe consecration is saying here are a lot of things I have the right to do that are good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose to not do that or to use them in a way that's not for myself. Right. And to actually lay down rights that you have. That is consecration. Mm -hmm. Like think about the Nazarite number six. It's the mm -hmm. ultimate vow of consecration. Even Paul took a Nazarite vow. If you, if mm -hmm. you look it up in acts 22 um, and what they would do is they would take wine and grapes and they would not <coughs> partake of that. They would not go even to a funeral. Now, is going to a funeral wrong? Like, is eating grapes wrong? No. Um, they wouldn't eat vinegar, just like my wife. She's allergic to vinegar. She'll <laughs> die. She if she, she she, I told her today she is a Nazarite, and she was getting a haircut. And I was like, you're about to lose your consecration to God. I don't know what you're even thinking about right now. Um, but, you know, anyway, so there's this. These are things that are great. Like, they're, they're blessings. But the Nazarite would set them aside for a period of time. For us, maybe it's your whole life on this earth. Maybe it's a short time, a certain ministry, a certain situation. You're setting aside liberties to do what Liz said, is to maximize your intimacy with God and your usefulness to other people. Mm -hmm. So like my house is for God. My car is God's car. Like my time is God's. My entertainment choices, my TV should be used for God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's, It all has to be sacred and holy. People are like, man, that's hardcore. Like when's your time? Like what? Well, my time is with him, hopefully. Well, and you, you know. died. You don't have your time anymore. Dead <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> people yeah. don't have time. Exactly. Whatever you know, free time. The other day when you got that flat, Jeez, you should have called up God. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. And Jez Anaya showed up. Showed up, up right? And he helped See? me with it. There you go. Because it's his car. If, and if you consecrate, it's a benefit of consecration. <laughs> you dedicate your stuff to God. He's got to ultimately take care of it. Obviously, well, you have yeah. to steward it. But Well, interesting because you have those uh, consecration that happen in the Old Testament along with the leap. Another level of Levite, if you will, with Aaron yeah. and his sons, and they were consecrated into a, a holy priesthood mm. that was completely separated for God and His purposes. Yeah. Just like the Levites were separated unto God, they were His offering, His tithe, if you will. Yeah. And so, um, but that's a whole different kind of you know. Now there are benefits that come along with that, but there are also restrictions that everybody else could do. And they, it wasn't sin, mm -hmm. except for that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, yeah. you didn't wash quite like that, and you didn't put on the right clothes, and now you're going to get melted when you walk in <laughs> into the Holy of Holies, right? I mean, for him, it was the end. <laughs> you know, like that's a serious yeah. issue with consecration, but that's the thing. There's, a, um, there's differences in consecration. It's, you know, the different people have different, I believe, levels of consecration for different times of their life, actually. Mm -hmm. I think it should be progressive. I yeah. think it should always lead to relationship or deeper relationship or closeness to God. I don't believe that consecration, even though I believe a lot of it is outward, I don't believe it's for an outward show. Mm -mm. I think when it's done for an outward show, it becomes very religious. And it becomes like, oh, are you impressed by my consecration? It's like, I'm holier than that. Right. It's like, I love Jesus is like, hey, when you fast, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, look really bummed. <laughs> Put some ash on your forehead. ash on your head, right? No, just chill, fast. If you don't want to fast, don't look fast. Good. Yeah, anoint your yourself. Face shiny, shiny. <laughs> just go for it, man. And yeah. you know, so his thinking about consecration is a totally, you know, different thing. Not us. We're all like, Ugh. well, because look at Jesus, Consecrate, right? He's yeah. the ultimate Nazarite. He's yeah. the consecrated one. Yet he came eating and drinking. Yes, he didn't necessarily just let his hair and beard grow wild like I did in the last snowstorm. Like you would have thought I was a Nazarite, right? But Jesus was completely, um, he was a spiritual Nazarite. In every way he was set apart. And I was like, it's cool because it's for us. Like he did that for me. He did that for my sake. And so like if he asked me for something, I have so much motivation to yield that and lay it aside for him. Because I know that he would just, he would empty his whole glory to help me you know and to connect with me he was willing to lay aside his kingship like and just and walk as a servant for me and i think like that's why we always have to keep jesus at the forefront of our mind because otherwise Mm -hmm. you're like oh i have to be holy and i have to i'm a christian so i need to do this and oh i better never like take a liberty because that could stumble somebody oh have i done this have i done that if your eyes are on that, it's going to be very legalistic and religious. And you probably can't consecrate out every single thing that you should. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't scrub yourself with lie until you're clean, like mm-hmm. Jeremiah said. Like, you right. can't do that in your own power. But his, mm-hmm. when you're focused on him, his spirit is going to work that in you. And well, you're going to yeah. actually see things that hinder relationship that you won't see in a religious mindset. Right. That you would see in a love mindset. Yeah, I think one of the worst things you could do is be a person that lists their consecrations. <laughs> like, uh, well, let me close my, this window real quick. Yeah, really, <laughs> let me show you my consecrations. Yeah. These are, I've done this and this and this and this. And to me, I don't, then I think you've lost sight of what consecration actually is mm. because now it's become a, um, you know, it's kind of a show off, right? It's more like, see well, how about you. it's all about me. See what, how good I am. See how devoted I am. See how, you know, I've given up my whole life for God. It's like, he did that. (laughs) You didn't give anything that you didn't get. And then some. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite songs by Misty Edwards. And she's like, there's no cost to me giving my life. Like there's no loss in that. It's, we don't think about it as I lost so much to belong to God. Like, no, I, gained everything i am gonna inherit the earth i get to have a relationship with the creator i'm not gonna go around saying oh i love you know so much loss and you know being a consecrated i think that's really the key is that if you're focusing on everything you're giving giving up you know uh you will be a miserable person Mm -hmm. (laughs) well you will and you won't gain anything anything of any of the joy any of the blessing of the consecrated life, but if you're focusing on what you're gaining, I mean, it's mm-hmm. so much more than the stupid things we give up, you know? And it's like, and it is for love. It's like, mm-hmm. you, know, you always say like, you'll do for love what you won't do for, for anything, anything else. else. You know, it's right. like when you're so in love with the Lord, uh, it, all that other stuff, you know, we may wrestle with it, but ultimately it's always, we, we are always the, the beneficiary of the yeah. consecration. You know, we're yeah. always getting, greatness and love and uh, mm-hmm. peace and hope and purpose. And I mean, it's just, uh, it's worth everything that we, so, you know, yeah. so, so you know, I don't know if you noticed this, but yeah. pastor David gave us a perfect example of consecration right here on the spot. 
Yeah. yeah, he did. He's given up his his uh, Madonna references oh for God. Misty <laughs> Edwards, and I'm like, wow, wow, he's really redeemed. I mean, he's More like weird like a surgeon. Like, this is okay. Uh, yeah, I'm like, this guy's. Re-, you know, this is show- this is showing me repentance <laughs> and, and like consecration right there yeah. on the spot. Wow. Now, now you re- you repent of something. What? You go. Your your turn. <laughs> He doesn't have to erase that list you wrote of all your things. Does it have to be a repentance I don't repent of again? (laughs) Or is it can be can this be a a, just a temporary repentance? Wow. Um, Thank you for that. (laughs) Well Yeah. (laughs) Let me uh, (laughs) it's so funny because it's like this not like this super like sober subject. We have to be consecrated. Right. Um, because it's so much joy, like like Liz was saying. And I wanted to throw that back at you guys of like what would be some of the joys, the benefits, um, the power. I think you mentioned there was a book called The Power of Consecration. Yes. Like what would be some of like the power and benefit of of consecration? uh, Yeah, let me just say that power of consecration by Jeremiah Johnson. It is wonderful. Mm -hmm. It will take you beyond uh, your woeful, (laughs) miserable uh, feelings about consecration into this place of being so lovesick for God that you just want to be close to him. It's awesome. It's awesome. Like I said, I actually don't believe you can actually enter into real consecration and be miserable about it. No. You know, because then you lose the the joy that's set before you. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, initially I think in our flesh – we're going to go any kind of consecration is be like, Oh yeah. You know, Oh, oh wow. God called I, I don't me get to that be thing a I want. Oh, I really like doing that. Yeah. Oh, and, and why am I not doing this? And everybody else can, yeah. I've actually believed this for a long time that God calls individual people. Actually this, I believed back when I was a young Christian baby Christian, wow. when he first started like talking to me about weird stuff like this. And I just know what the heck he was talking about half the time. But he, you know, what he was saying is that, you know, God will, that I will require of you things that I'm not going to require of anybody else. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? And I'm like, at the time I'm like, what? Well, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no problem. problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm your man. I can do this, <laughs> you know? And then he says, okay, let's go to number one. Like, Wait, mm. that feels like number one hundred. <laughs> that doesn't feel like number one. <laughs> it's like, so <laughs> he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I work from the back down." It's, but, 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 yeah, it's a interesting thing because I believe that um, when you, you know, he he brings us to different places all the time in our consecration, mm-hmm. and he and to if we start to measure our consecration or what we've given or what's expected of us against somebody else, we're always going to be unwise. It's always going to, it's never going to work out (laughs) even. You're going to always be looking going, oh, wow, they have, they get to do that and I don't. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm like, so then don't do it. (laughs) Just do what you want to do because you're going to do what you want to do anyway. And, you know, just go ahead. Sounds like you've had a lot of years of pastoral experience. Pastoral care. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Just what are the benefits of consecration? Why was why is it good? Okay, it's great. It's wonderful. (laughs) See, my thing is like I tend to be a consecration junkie, like a religious mindset of like, what can I lose? Like, what can I do for God? Like, what more can I do? Like, how can I, like, maybe like I'm not allowed to have this thing. Like, maybe I shouldn't 
you know, <laughs> you know, blah, 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 like question everything. Like yeah. there was a guy in one, one revival that said like, you have to remove every questionable thing from your life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I'm, if, when I hear that, I want to sit down and make a list like pastor Bob's talking about and be like, <laughs> now could this be yeah. wrong? Like this book that I like, it could be horrible. Like there was a bad word in it. Like I should, you know, delete it off my, my phone, this audiobook. It's like, it's, it's terrible. Maybe God's not going to listen to me now. Right. And it's like this whole, like, that's what I have to fight against is like, Oh, like maybe God doesn't actually want to like want to bless you. And so like, I have to put on my Jesus mindset and be like, God's already totally willing to bless you. You have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He wants to welcome you in to like Liz was saying, intimacy and answered prayer and, and joy and, and warmth in his presence and consecration just removes the things that are in your way to enjoy that. It's not like God already made the way you're not doing anything. Like God's not looking, being like, Oh, I was going to hang out with you today, but um, I don't really like that. You watched something that was TV 14 instead of TVG. I, so I won't, I won't hang out with you. That's just not his heart. Like a vindictive Mm. uh, ledger person. Like Mm. he's not like that, you know? Yeah. I think I was going to say, for me, one of the great benefits of consecration, uh, one of the joys of it is knowing is being able to minister um, without having the the to deal with those questions about oh man you know because I've okay so yeah. I've ministered from the place of like I'm ministering and then like all these thoughts come in like well you you watched this thing and you said that to that person and then you did this yeah. thing and you know and like you're having to fight that all while you're ministering right you're like you're just doing it by faith and you're trying to cast down these thoughts you know (laughs) so you can do that and then there's the but the benefit of like cutting those things out is now you're able (laughs) to just minister Mm -hmm. without like like knowing like no i'm I'm not that i'm holy but like i've um i've really made an uh connect i've kept my connection with the lord Mm -hmm. i haven't let that disconnect and reconnect and disconnect and reconnect. And I don't have to deal with all of those accusations while I'm trying to minister or while the Lord is using me for somebody. So I think that's like just a very small um, example, but I think that the, um, the benefits of consecration are you get, you get him, Mm -hmm. you get him unhindered, you get him unpolluted, you get him, not that he's polluted, but our, our, the way our we relate to him are yeah. because we always bring our stuff with us to him, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and being ready. I think like one of the things that I've learned a lot in my, in my ministry life is you can, it's like, you know, this, there's something can't look at. I'm going to preach on this day. Uh-huh. You're like, I'm going to consecrate myself for the next three weeks. Right? <laughs> Seven day fast. Seven <laughs> and day I'm going to prepare for this and I'm like going to be in the word and yeah. I'm going to keep, I'm not going to watch that. I don't need to listen to that. I don't want these secular influences in my life, you know, and you're like, you're so zeroed in and you're so focused and then you get there and then it's like, Oh, okay. Assignment done. Let me get back to life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, or <laughs> yeah. So like I found myself going from like event to event to event of consecration Yeah. Um, versus now that I'm a little bit older and have gone through things, um, understanding that it's so much better to just keep myself <laughs> in that place all the time. Uh, number one, because I get the benefit of his presence mm-hmm. first and foremost and whatever comes, I'm, I'm ready for it. Like yeah. I've, I've, I'm in, I'm in communion with him. I, I have, I've been filled up of the word. I have something actually to pour out. I don't have to prepare myself to pour out. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. there already. You know, there's just this abiding that happens. I believe in, in concert and living a consecrated life. 
that is, uh, it's so full. It's so abundant. It's such a, I don't know. It's a wonderful place to live. Three mm-hmm. weeks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, or whatever. It seems know? like a long consecration. <laughs> three days, three like, minutes. I'm leaving like, worship on Sunday. Uh, I can't watch. I can't, I can't watch go that. to that movie this uh, weekend. Well, you know? <laughs> I have a question. Like, <laughs> this is great. Um, so, when you're consecrated, then you never sin. Right. That's what I'm saying. You're nice. totally holy. <laughs> well, the Bible says whoever believes in him right. never sins. You right. never, you're totally, everything's fine. So that's yeah. how it is, right? Yeah. You never have a problem. You just decide I'm not going to sin anymore. Right. And, and that's then, it. But that's it. You're yeah, done. You don't and wrestle with anything. You never, everything's perfect from then on. Mm-hmm. Wow. It sounds like a good recipe. Yeah. I'm liking this recipe because <laughs> I, I believe that's one of the issues is that. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus was on the earth. Yes. And there are these wonderful guys who he consecrated to himself mm-hmm. which god those guys really yes. come on now i don't know three years went through his school i don't know <laughs> i don't think they graduated you know what i'm saying <laughs> i think he's like let's just graduate them because there's nothing more we <laughs> no, can he's do he's like i've had enough i'm leaving <laughs> I'm, I'm, going home. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it to holy spirit he can handle this i can't send the next guy send the next guy <laughs> Father, <laughs> I want to be with you, <laughs> you know. But but along with those guys were these other consecrated guys, mm-hmm. these Pharisees guys, and they were Pharisees, <laughs> yeah, they, guyses, and they were they were consecrated people yeah. uh, in their own right on the outside. Yeah, they had. They were good at some kinds of consecration. Yeah. I mean, they can make really long prayers. They were good at a lot of good it. Good long yeah. prayers, you know. Mm-hmm. They were good at, you know, finding girls that they shouldn't have found. <laughs> they were good at doing, <laughs> at, at condemning people that, they were. you know, they were really good at some stuff and they were consecrated to that task, yeah. apparently. They were set apart for that. And so you look at it and you go, like, these guys that are on the outward side, the, you know, why did sepulchers like the Bible talk? They looked like they were consecrated people. Everybody looked at them and said, oh, that's, you know. That's, Isn't that what Pharisee means? Yeah, that's, what, yeah that's who they are, right? Mm-hmm. And then these other guys mm-hmm. who don't look like consecration at all, who also were dealing with their limitations, right. their sins, their frustrations, all of that, God sent them to do ministry. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember when God was saying, when Jesus said, you know, go and, you know, uh, into all the, you know, the surrounding areas, assigning people and, you know, cast out devils, you know, you'll have power and authority, you know, tread on serpents and scorpions, all the power. I don't remember him saying, okay, now I want you to pray for 60 days straight to get ready for this. (laughs) For the next 60 Mm -hmm. days, you cannot go to the Pharisee movies. Okay. Then you'll be ready. Because then, you know, no, they had their lives and it was just, you know, God, it was kind of been totally crazy. And yet God, when he called them, he just, he also provides um, the grace and the forgiveness Mm -hmm. to be used of him Mm -hmm. uh, so that we know the power that we're experiencing is of him and not just of us. Mm -hmm. Because that's the, I think, the danger of, of, uh, thinking of consecration in a worldly religious way we see it as an outward thing an outward show and it's not what's really happening in the heart whereas these guys that had all the stuff they had all the word and everything their gospel their their 
you know, their doctrine was with no power. This guy who looked like, you know, wine bibber, whacked out guy, running around with people that were like <laughs> just crazy, smelly, fishy guys. And, you know, they, they, it's like, wait, they're going and healing people? Right. They're delivering people? Right. Wait, they're speaking by the Spirit of God and speaking the truth with power and demonstration? Yeah. Uh, like, well, how I think is this what working? you said at the beginning is is the key, actually. They were consecrated to him. Yeah. You know, I think that's the big yeah. difference is that you can really concentrate on what you're concentrate consecrated from. Right. Right. I don't touch that. Yep. I don't do that. Yes. I don't give myself to that. Or I'm consecrated to him. Yes. And I think that is like the yes. biggest one becomes difference. I think Paul talked one becomes a show. Yeah. The other becomes an actual life. Yeah. This is something that the Lord showed me in Ephesians a couple weeks ago. Is, um, I had always read chapter one and I even memorized mm -hmm. it at one point. I don't have that anymore. Can you do but, that again? Uh, there's, but there's one part where it says that he predestined us for adoption as sons to himself. Mm -hmm. And I had never, I had always breezed mm -hmm. over to himself. Mm -hmm. Maybe I've shared this before on here, but it's adopted to himself. Right. That is his consecration, his election, his sanctification and position, but it's for us to be to him, yes. with him. Um, there's just, there's so much there. We're called to belong to Jesus. And like the consecration is, it, yeah, it's removing things that hinder that. But yeah, like you said, it's just, it's training your whole life towards he's my goal. Right. I want to know him. Yeah. I got to get near him. Remember um, John and Peter, they're in front of the council, like you said, and the Pharisees are putting them on trial and they say, oh, these guys have been with Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's that's the right. difference in them. Mm -hmm. They were with him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. You know, Pastor yeah. David, I, I want to speak to the people who are listening to this yeah. now because I, be, I believe actually by Holy Spirit is that um, they, when we start talking about consecration, there are people out there who they're they're like well i don't i can't even start i don't even know where to begin i'm not mm -hmm. that way i'm not and meanwhile like you said what god is saying say come to me okay and just start mm -hmm. like we're not talking about consecrate your entire life that's always nice you know that's a nice religious way of approaching like, i've been consecrated my entire life and it's all god it's yeah. like i don't know anybody like that right. and i know great christians great spectacular men and women of god that are just you know they're very close to God, but I don't believe their whole life is consecrated. I just don't believe it. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk to someone that's out there now listening, and you you don't you don't even know where to begin. Mm -hmm. And God's saying, "Hey, you know, just start with some small thing. Begin um, with some small area in your life that you think hey, this needs to be separated from me and separated unto God." And see what see what he does with that because one of the things Liz was talking about, you know, is that this consecration is that's not the end goal. Mm -hmm. That it 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 opens up a door for you, and I would challenge you that there's a um, door that God's opening to you today. That if you begin to consecrate a component, a part of your life, just one little thing, all of a sudden you see these benefits of his presence of him mm -hmm. like pastor david was saying this con this call to him and he becomes so much more of a, a tangible reality in your life in places where you've served thought you were serving god or thought you knew god 
but you felt like he was still this arm's length away and I just kind of come and do his thing and you know put on that show God's wanting to draw you into himself so that you become acquainted with the person of Jesus Christ himself. The truth is not just a bunch of words and things and principles and doctrines. The truth is Jesus Christ himself. And that same Jesus is calling you today. And he's saying, come to me. Come to me and see. Just start. Just to, You don't have to do a bunch. Just start with some small thing. And I promise you, that when you begin to consecrate one small part of your life, all of a sudden God opens up major doors mm -hmm. to components of your life and that he draws you into him. And when you come to him, your whole life changes. The way you see things, the way you believe, the way you understand him, it just totally changes. And you, you, you run into the person of Jesus Christ, not just the concept of Jesus or the concept of religion or a bunch of nice do's and don'ts, mm -hmm. but actually him. That's the that's what God's calling you to. It's, he's always been he's always been from the beginning of time calling us to himself. So God, I'm you know, I'm speaking by the Holy Spirit today that God's calling you. Just take that one tiny little step and see how much he how far he goes for you because that's we depend on that we need that we don't want to make it sound like oh we've got it all together and mm -hmm. we you see we consecrated this part of life and that no 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 everything we did was this minuscule amount and god does this well, yeah. major amount yeah. i love yeah. that and maybe the lord's putting something on your heart we could give a list of different areas but mm. you're listening and god's putting an area on your heart to start with uh, but i think you know this area of consecration and sanctification is um, it's experiencing the reality of who you are mm -hmm. because God has sanctified you. And we receive that through faith, just like we receive forgiveness and salvation. We receive into areas of our life his purifying effect, mm -hmm. his holiness effect. When we say, yeah, I believe that. I actually believe the promise of the Lord that he, to, to surrender control of my time to him, <laughs> to set apart even 15 minutes to him, to set apart my finances to him, to set apart, um, you know, my ministry to him that I've been doing in my own strength, you know, whatever it is like you're, you don't have to make it holy. He has made it holy. He has made it holy, but are, have you relinquished it to him? Yeah. Have you actually put it on the altar for him to send the fire on it for him to send the blood and the oil and the things that, that make it holy. Right. And so we have a reality in the spiritual realm that we have been made by one offering, we have been sanctified That's by the it. offering of the body of Christ once and for all. So he has actually enabled that by his Holy Spirit, and he has made that a reality when he looks at us. And how much do you want to receive into your life? Mm. Uh, do you want to live without that, of like not experiencing reality, um, living an unconsecrated life, and just, you know, oh, well, God sees me as holy, so I don't, I'm not going to live holy. Or do you have faith to actually receive it as a gift, mm -hmm. not a work? Not like, oh, let me make my life holy, but let me yield to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, may the God of peace himself mm -hmm. sanctify you completely. Mm -hmm. May your entire spirit, soul, and body be made perfect to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Yeah. Mm. He will make you holy in the areas that you thought, I could never surrender this to him. 
If you keep your eyes on the holy consecrated one, Jesus, and you say, today I want to receive holiness in my life, experience of holiness, not like some theological idea, because that is reality, but I want reality to be experienced in my life. Mm. You got to claim the promise, just like you would claim your initial salvation. <laughs> you just go claim that, because he has done it. He has bought it. So I, I don't know that. you guys have any other last... Uh, Thoughts on I was just going to say um, um, a part of, you know, the the consecration and the, the being able to abide with the Lord that way is such obviously a joy and a reward in itself. And from that comes the ability for actually the Lord to pour into you mm -hmm. and pour out of you right. to other people. And I would say that is one of the greatest joys of consecration mm -hmm. is that the Lord can use you as a vessel mm -hmm to pour himself out to other people. And that is where you really find fulfillment. And I know that there's, um, you, we were motivated, yes, because we want the presence of the Lord. And But I know so many of us are looking at the people around us mm -hmm. and looking at our world and saying, how can I be effective? How can I be influential? How can the Lord use me? And this gift of consecration is the key to all of that, is like to, to be able to be a vessel that's clean and ready for his use is one of the greatest joys when you see it's wonderful to be filled, but it is beyond that to see, to be able to pour out to people, yes. to see them filled, to see them encounter yeah. the Lord, to see them fall in love with God, to see them receive hope for their life. That to me is one of the greatest mm -hmm. joys of living a consecrated life. Yeah. What I've seen over the years is when people start to tap into the power of, and the possibilities of consecration, uh, what you see coming out of their life, this holy life, what you see, it's uh, it's undeniable. Mm -hmm. It's got power with it. Mm -hmm. um, it's got the love of God that's so tangible and so real. And it affects everybody around them. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, I've ha been affected, I believe, by people's consecration when they were ministering to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Just seeing that flow come out, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. where then you're not you're not bound. Uh, by either restrictions of your own heart condemning you or the enemy condemning you or anything like that. You're freed from all that, mm -hmm. and you're just able to allow God to come through you mm -hmm. and to see that happen. Yeah. And remember what Jesus said. He said, for their sakes, I sanctify myself. Right. I consecrate myself. Right. Mm -hmm. The greatest gift you can give someone is a consecrated life that yeah. you're living because they can see the consecrated one. Mm -hmm. They can see good. the one who is willing to yield everything so that God could touch earth, right? So he could come through us. Um, so I, we would encourage you to give yourself to him. <laughs> not just, like we said, not just cut away the things that are mm -hmm. not of him, mm -hmm. but give yourself to prayer. Give yourself to relationship with the Lord. He'll show you what, what's hindering that. He'll show you how to do that if you ask him for wisdom. Or you could even ask a pastor or a friend. They might, they might help you. Yeah, People could help you with that. Well, you know, I want to say one last thing before you close, and that is I believe there's some folks that may have a, a child that they're concerned about and that they feel like there's no maybe connection between them and the Lord. And uh, God's challenging you today to find that consecrated place uh, before God and see what kind of uh, power and effectiveness he flows through you to that child. Mm -hmm. Like it's a very interesting thing just dropped on me. I hadn't even thought about it, but mm -hmm. there's a, a there's a component of that tangible reality of the relationship with God, mm -hmm. with Jesus, and the uh, the effectual the effect it has outward around you to your children.
Mm. Amen. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.